Welcome to From the Heart, a podcast where we are talking truths, taboos and triumphs. Welcome everyone to this episode of From the Heart, talking truths, taboos and triumphs. Today we are here with the lovely Annie Burke, who has an incredible story to tell us and some really interesting things to tell us about so many things. Now, this episode might be what some people call woo-woo. Uh, this is totally up our alley. So if it's not up your alley, please feel free to listen on and see if maybe it's a little bit interesting to you or just skip this episode. We, we don't care. We love it. We're going to still talk about it. So uh, please go ahead, Annie, and introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thank you, Alison, and hello to listeners. Uh, my name's Annie Burke. I'm an international animal communicator and animal medium. So that means I have conversations with animals who are living and our animals who have passed over and they're on the other side. Now that does sound very strange, uh, but it's very interesting to be able to connect with animals telepathically. And that's how they communicate with each other within species and between species. Now, in addition to having conversations with animals and asking them questions on behalf of their human parents, I also mentor animal parents so that they can learn how to talk with their own animals. And then once you've mastered that, then you can talk to any animal anywhere. So I love going to zoos and talking to the animals at zoos. And I think it's great for them because they don't get very, very many people talking with them. And it's such a novelty to go, oh, a human who speaks animal. Oh, okay, cool. And then they start chatting, which is lovely. So animal communication is a free will choice for animals. So I can't force them to have a conversation with me. I introduce myself and I get consent to have a conversation. And then I ask questions and they answer. They are hilarious. They have great senses of humour. Their personalities really shine through with how they answer the questions. They love that their parents want to find out what's happening in their world uh, and they've got wisdom to pass on to their humans as well so I'm like a conduit between them uh, but having the conversation changes the relationship between animal and human as well so I actually refer to myself as the animal human relationship enricher uh, because the animals are more attentive after a conversation they can be more affectionate they know that you've arranged the conversation and they really respect that and value that so that changes their relationship with you. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and then for parents of animals who have passed over, it can give them a lot of peace of mind because I can connect with the animal in spirit and find out what happened. So if the humans weren't there when their animal passed away or they didn't have a chance to say goodbye or if they don't know why their animal passed away, I can ask the animals. They've got good medical knowledge and they can tell me. And they don't like us holding on to regret or remorse, thinking that we should have picked up something earlier and they would have had a longer, better quality of life. They can explain exactly what's happened and alleviate a lot of those unnecessary emotions. And it also helps our animals through the grief process as well, because they don't like being separated from us either. Um, so they pass on very heartfelt messages to their humans. Uh, I also have my own podcast show called What Animals Tell Me, where I share some of the amazing stories and conversations I've had with animals. And I also people interview people who work with animals in unique ways. I've published two books and I'm just about to publish my third book this year, um, which is going to be about my experiences with animal soul reincarnation. 
uh, which I knew nothing about until one of my cats let me experience it. And it's totally changed my understanding of reality. And I now know without doubt that we have life without life. So when our animals leave us, although their physical presence is no longer with us, their soul endures and we can contact them at any time on the other side. And amazingly, a lot of them are able to come back to us in a new body. And when I have a conversation with them, if, if it's their destiny to return in this lifetime, they can tell me what breed they'll be, what gender, what colour, um, sometimes where we can find them and sometimes a time frame. And to me, that is the most amazing thing that they've taught me so far. And it really has a powerful impact on the grief process because although you mourn the physical presence of your animal who has passed over, knowing that they're coming back again, there's just this sense of anticipation and excitement. What will you recognise them on a soul level, on a heart level, if they don't look exactly the same? Yeah. And when you actually get to hold them again for the first time, it's just this, it's really surreal um, part of you thinks it's not really happening, but then there's this overwhelming kind of mix of euphoria and joy that you can actually hold them and you can feel them purring or vocalising um, and looking into their eyes again and holding them near your heart. It's just the most incredible thing I've experienced personally now with a couple of my animals who have come back but I've experienced it so many more times now with clients' animals and they've been able to say, you know, who to look for. Um, the parents send me the photos of the cats or kittens or puppies or other animals that we've been told to look for. And then I can tell whether the soul of their animal has moved in yet or whether they're going to swap in now that their human has found them. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I knew nothing about any of what you're hearing 12 years ago. And as I said, this has totally changed my understanding of reality and understanding our animals on a deeper level why they're with us there's no coincidence that an animal comes into our life uh, and some of them may have been with us in past lives some of them may have been our childhood pet who's come back to have another lifetime with us again and for me finding out the soul connections is just really interesting because it may be an animal soul who's come back to us and sometimes it's a human soul so someone that we've known in this lifetime or in a past lifetime who's come back to be with us again and again this can sound very woo woo and people might think I'm absolutely crazy but I've got a lot of clients where we've had conversations and we've worked out it's their grandparents or their parent or a child or a child from a last lifetime that passed away very early and this is their opportunity to come back and have a longer lifetime with their parent so for me, again, that changes the dynamics of the relationship when you know whose soul is in your animal and you understand why they're actually with you, helping you. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, so that, that's amazing. I can't imagine the, the comfort, I think, that you would feel, you know, picking up that new puppy or kitten and just having that knowing of, like, their home, you know, yes. that, that weird feeling of, yeah, you're the one that I'm meant to have. Um, and I can only imagine how many people have had that feeling and never thought twice about it. Just, you know, just kind of accepted that, yep, you're the one I'm meant to take home with me, not knowing that maybe this is uh, a pet or, or some, a loved one from their, their past that has come back to, to live more life with them. Yep. And I'm just going buzzy listening to you. And it really just is, 
um, an amazing experience and I just get so excited for clients because I know how much peace of mind as you said that brings them such comfort and it's really interesting because the animals recognize us and I've had so many people say they've gone to find their puppy or kitten or whatever it is and this animal will run out to them and the people looking after them will say that's never happened before and it's because they're so excited because they recognize us and then, you know, pick me, pick me. I'm here to come home with you. And it's so interesting when they do come home because they know you, they know the other humans in the house. They know the other animals in the house. They know where their food bowls are. And within a couple of days, it's as though they never left. Like it's, it feels in a way that they've gone away and they've had a full body makeover on a holiday somewhere. <laughs> And then they're back again. And it is just bizarre because the whole dynamics of your animal family change because that may have been the oldest animal who passed away and now they've come back and they're in a young body. So they may be the youngest in the family. So the pecking order in the hierarchy has to change. Um, but they just adapt to each other really quickly and they might just be hissing or growling for a couple of days. And then they all work out who each other are and everything just goes back to normal. It is just bizarre. Um, but it's just amazing to experience it. Yeah, I know when we had a chat before, we um, we were talking about my dog um, who has just walked out of the room um, to go and find the child that interrupted us before. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, it, it was, I found it really amazing and strangely not strange, if that <laughs> sentence even makes any sense, Um because um, as everyone knows um, that follows today, tomorrow and always, that business was uh, founded and launched in memory of someone that I love very dearly that passed away. Um, and when we were talking, um, you, you were telling me that a little bit of him is actually in, in our dog. Um, and our dog is named after the baby that him and I were going to have. So it, it all, you know, strangely just made sense. Like it, it was just... I think at the time I just shrugged my shoulders and went, yeah, that, that sounds about right. That sounds like something he would do, you know. So um, it, there's something um, very comforting and, you know, also a little bit, oh, what's the word? It's not eerie. It's just, I don't know. I don't even know what the word is. But it's just, it's, it's amazing, I guess, yep. is, is the word. And I think this, these concepts are what animals have taught me over the last 12 years. So I've had time to think about them and totally change my paradigm of understanding about the world and reality and the fact that souls can keep coming back and the fact that we can still keep connecting with souls on the other side. And I know it's it's hard for people when they're listening to this information for the first time um, that there's lots of different concepts, boom, 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 all in a row um, that I'm sharing because the animals have shared these amazing facts with me and I just feel it's my responsibility to share their wisdom with the world. Uh, and it does take a while to adapt to, but I think just having an open mind and an open heart, um, you know, it's it's hard to prove these things, but it's a feeling that you have and you just know um, and you feel it in your heart. And I think a lot of people have recognised that there's something familiar about their animal, mm -hmm. but they're not sure what it is and they're yeah. not aware that humans or animals can reincarnate. Um, and as I said, I knew nothing about this till I got to experience it with one of my cats who taught me about it. 
Um, and now I just know that it's something that happens quite frequently. Unfortunately, it's not every animal's destiny to come back. And I've found with those animals, they can help orchestrate for another animal to come into our life. Even if we think it's too early to get another animal, they can help someone else come into our life to help with our heart healing. And they know that we're not replacing them. We're not being disrespectful to their memory. They know that we're grieving. They're grieving too on the other side. But having someone else in our life to love can help with our heart healing as well. So it's really, I think, selfless of them and so sensitive of them to know that that will help us. And that's a question I get asked in conversations as well. Did you send this animal into my life? <laughs> Um, and then they'll say, you know, yes, they did. Uh, and that just makes sense as well. Um, because people do feel guilty about, you know, when is too soon to get an animal? Should I get one now? Should I wait? Yeah. And really, it's up to whenever you feel comfortable. Your animals know that you have the capacity to love an animal. Your animal on the other side knows that any other animal would get a gift being able to have you as their parent and looking after and caring for them. So they're just so excited when you get another animal, if it's not them coming back again. So I know that we've spoken and you've, we've talked about, you know, cats and dogs, but you said earlier going to the zoo is yep. a real treat for you. So what, I don't even know where to start with that information. <laughs> um, what is the, I don't know, maybe a weird conversation or a, an animal that you didn't think you would be able to connect to, like blow my mind in some way. <laughs> okay. Tele telepathic communication is silent. So you don't actually say anything out loud. So when I go to the zoo, I'm talking to the animals in my head mm -hmm. and you hear their voices actually in your head. So it's not audible in your ear, like we can hear each other's voices now. So if I was going to have a telepathic conversation with your dog now, you would have no idea that I was doing it. Right. Um, so that's quite weird, but you hear their voices in your head and they're like human voices. So they've got all different tones, different accents. Um, some of them are real practical jokers and like they tell funny stories and they make me laugh out loud with some of the things they tell me. Um, I had a horse who I spoke to who'd run into an electric fence and it actually burned himself with the impact with the electric fence. And he said, oh, yes, that was shocking. Now, he totally understood the pun on shocking, so he deliberately chose that word. And they do, they have extensive vocabulary. Some of them have had lifetimes before as humans, so they're used to speaking. And some of the words they use, we don't use in common day language now. So it shows that, you know, historically they've been around in the past. I spoke with a cat who'd been with their human in 1919, and they could tell me that. So, you know, what they knew then to what they know now are completely different. Um, but I spoke to a cat who loved splashing his water out of his water bowl, and a lot of them do. Um, and I asked, you know, could he explain why he did that? Because his mum wanted to know, and he told me. And I said, oh, would you like to tell her anything else? And he said, does she want an existential expose on the physics of displacing a volume of water? And I just thought, wow, okay, he totally gets the concept because he is displacing a volume of water with his paw. But to phrase it like that, I did wonder whether he'd been a science teacher or a physics teacher or something. Yeah. But you just never know what they're going to say. It's just 
a learning opportunity every time you have a conversation with them. They're very intuitive and very perceptive. And I've had one of my clients tell me that her cat understands her better than she understands herself because he just said so much about her that he was aware of and she had to think about it and then realise that, yes, he's spot on. So some people are scared of having a conversation because they're worried what their animal's going to tell me about them. <laughs> um, but truly, they they say everything as fact and they want to be constructive. So they're never negative. Like if they don't like our hairdo, they don't like our choice of boyfriend, they think we sleep in too long and we're lazy. They would never say anything like that, but they will say constructive things because they just love us and they want to support us doing whatever it is we need to do. And interestingly, when we come into the world as a soul in a human form, we have a soul purpose and we have soul lessons to learn. Animals are exactly the same. They're a soul that's come to earth in an animal body and they have a life purpose and they have soul lessons to learn. And so sometimes they're with us to help us with the work that we need to do. And sometimes they come to us so that we can help them. So there's no coincidence in animals with us. And even if we go and get a rescue animal and we think, oh, we're rescuing that animal, there will be a reason that that animal has come to us. And again, it may be an animal we've had in the past. It may be a human that we've known from the past but there will be some reason that that animal has come to us. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I, it makes me wonder, like I, I know I've said to friends and family, I wish, and I've said the same thing about babies, I wish there was like a little speech bubble above their head that was a translator for, you know, when they're barking or meowing at each other, what are they saying? Because they, they, they get animated when they're, you know, excited and, and I, I know my dog will bark at the um, male person going past and all she's saying is, do you have a treat for me and can I get a pat? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the deep growl, the deep bark that, that comes from her, she sounds like she's trying to rip your head off. Um, <laughs> and I just wonder what is going through your mind? Like if, if we could just, you know, be able to understand our animals and, and really interact with them in that way, it it would be amazing. I, I would love to know, you know, what, what goes through her mind the 15,000th time that I've told her, do not lick me. And she still tries to lick me. Yep. Because, like you are seven years old. This has been the same rule since you were six weeks old. How do we not, you know, how yep. are we still having the same conversation? Yes. And animals do understand everything that we say. So she will have heard you say that over and over and over. But because they have free will, they choose how they respond. So if you say, don't jump onto the table, they'll think, do I want to jump onto the table? Yes, I do. Hmm. Um, but if you say, I don't want you jumping on the table because of A, B and C, then that's different. And they can think about the reasons that you've given them. And then they can decide whether they want to. I had one lady that was being driven nuts by her cat climbing her curtains all the time. Oh, and I, and she'd say, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. And the cat didn't pay any attention. So I said, just tell the cat why you don't want it jumping up on the curtains. So she explained to the cat, the cat stopped jumping on the curtains. So they certainly understand everything. And I get people thinking, oh, you know, they're just a dumb animal and they might understand no and walk and that's it. But they've just got extensive vocabularies. Um, I'm actually teaching people now how to communicate with their animals. The words that our animals know are just incredible. Like some of them I've never heard of before. And I've looked it up in the online dictionary <laughs> and they're there. Like they're old words that we don't use, but they know them. 
Um, right. And so it's just really interesting um, what they know. Uh, yeah. And they really love the fact that we learn how to communicate with them because then you can, as you say, you really understand what's happening in their world. Yeah, I remember when I was growing up, it was kind of the, the norm thing that going around that dogs could understand, say, 75 words, you know, and that was kind of their limit. But then I think about um, animals like, um, you know, police animals and bomb um, detection dogs and cadaver dogs and, and all of those, uh, even uh, seeing eye dogs and, yes. you know, the medical alert ones for people that have anxiety or have seizures. Yep. Um, the, there's no way that those animals could be trained to that level with only 75 commands. It's just impossible. So it, uh, it makes perfect sense that they ex, uh, that they understand so much more than that and what we yep. say. Um, they're really intuitive, um, but they're also extremely sensitive to frequency changes. And so like animals will know when there's going to be an earthquake, they can feel what's happening with the planet. Um, and so birds suddenly stop flying. They know they've got to go and stay somewhere safe until it's over. Um, and animals are sensitive to our frequency. So we all vibrate at a certain frequency when we're healthy. And as soon as we start to get ill, our frequency level drops and our animals can pick that up often before we're consciously aware that we're not well. And so they'll instinctively hang around. They might lie on us or near us. They're wanting us to get better um, because we're their human. We're their person. They want us to be okay and, and have time to interact with us. Yeah. So yes, they are. And, you know, as you say, they can pick up if someone's going to have a seizure if someone's got excuse me a high blood sugar level all of those different kind of things that we can't detect in ourselves mm. but because they're so sensitive they can pick that up so some of them are here to be our guardians and to protect us um, some are here to be healers some are here to be teachers um, so it's just fascinating again delving into why they're actually with us um, but particularly the ones that are here to be our protectors, they're the ones that can get quite anxious if we go out um, because they don't know where we're going and they don't know when we're coming back and they don't know if we're coming back. And mm. so if we can just verbally say to them, look, I'm going to the shops, I'm going to get dog food and a dog treat and I'll be back in an hour, they understand the concept of time, they know where we're going and they know that we're definitely coming back. That just cuts their stress levels down so much. And they just love us telling them what's going on during the day. I just had someone ask me this earlier about, you know, I talked to my dog, this lady was saying she talks to a dog all the time and says, you know, she's doing this, that and the other. And is that boring for them to listen to all the mundane household chores she's doing? And I said, no, they love being involved. They love us knowing that they understand what we're saying and they love listening to the running commentary. And I had one of my cats tell me, I just want to be involved. She just wanted to know what I was doing. Um, and be part of my world so I would encourage everyone to talk to your animals and if you do nothing else apart from listening to this conversation just tell your animals that you love them and that you're grateful that they're with you they know that but hearing you say it is so powerful they're very high frequency words and our animals respond to those high frequency words and they just love that and we never know how long they're going to be with us and we can't take them for granted. So just making sure every day we tell them that we love them um, just really makes such a powerful difference for them. Yeah, I know. I was only saying this week that um, my boxer is seven this year and boxers have that ex uh, expected life of seven to ten years. And I, I was saying it doesn't feel like she hasn't been here long enough for me to be worrying about 
you know, that that the time might be coming to an end, you know, in as little as a few years. And, you know, how I'm I'm just not prepared for that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, life cycle, things, you know, things are born and 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 our pets die. Um, but I I thought I would be more prepared, you know, that that you know when you get a puppy, you you tend to research the breeding, you know what kind of time you can expect with them. But once you kind of get to that point, it it just doesn't feel like it's it's anywhere near long enough. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's so important to take lots of photos and videos of and with your animals so you've got those memories afterwards because even though you're not ready to look at them straight away, when you are, it is just so lovely to see them healthy and interacting, particularly if they're vocalising. And I know with one of my cats who passed away, I wasn't ready to look at photos for a while, but I ended up finding videos that I didn't even remember taking. And he's there vocalising and making his paddy paws. And it was just <laughs> so beautiful having those living memories of him. So I really encourage people to do that. Also to take their pets out to their favourite place places um you know if dogs have got a favorite place they like going for a walk or if they've got favorite humans that they like spending time with or favorite animal friends they like interacting with um i had someone recently whose dog just passed away and the dog got to eat their own ice cream with a cone before they passed away and went for a swim they love going swimming so it's just thinking about you know what gives you animal joy and it doesn't matter what animal it is and I know you asked me before about you know different animals I've spoken with and basically any animal understands telepathic communication I've got an affinity with um, cats large and small and bears so if I go to any zoo I always make a beeline for the bears and the cats <laughs> and then I just talk to other animals in between but I had a lovely experience with a snow leopard uh, at Taronga Zoo a few years ago they don't have snow leopards there now but he was right up at the back of the enclosure and I spoke with him and they know when you're talking to them um, and anyway I went around the zoo and then I came back to talk to him again in the afternoon when he saw me he came right down to the front of the enclosure so oh, he was wow. right up close to me and talking to me again and then he'd said to me that he was lonely and all of a sudden an internal door opened up and in bounced a second snow leopard. And then it was on and they just had all these aerial acrobats and playing chasey and everything. And I was just so happy that he had the company that he was looking for. Um, but yeah, they just know that you're there and you're the one who's talking to them. And I was in London, I would have been 2019 or 2015. One of those years I went to Chester Zoo must have been 2015 and it was really hot like it was 31 degrees in Australian temperatures mm -hmm. um, and they had a lot of school kids there visiting the animals and they're all roaring at the lions telling them to wake up and it's so hot the lions are just hiding in the shade very sensibly and having a nap so I waited till all the kids had cleared off and then I spoke to the male lion and I said look I've just come from Australia and it would be really lovely if you could just sit up for a minute so I could take your photo and he sat right up and looked straight at me. And the lady standing next to me said, he's looking right at you. And I said, yes, I know I asked him to. And I took a couple of photos of him and then back down asleep again. So, you know, it's so obliging of them to do that. But they they know exactly who's talking with them. And once you master talking with your own animals, then you can talk to any animal anywhere. So you can talk to animals in the wild, um, friends, animals, it doesn't matter. And they just love having someone that they can have a conversation with because until we can them. 
Yes, because until we can talk telepathically with them, they have to use their vocalisations or changes in behaviour or body language or the way they're staring at you, trying to get your intention, like they're imploring you to get the message that they're trying to tell you something. Yeah. Um, and it's such a relief. Like a lot of animals I've spoken with um, who vocalise a lot and their parents want to know why they just chat, 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 chat all the time. They're trying to tell them who they are, whose soul is in them. They just want them to know. They're saying, you know, I'm here, I'm here, recognise me. Mm. Um, and the humans just haven't got the message. So, uh, again, it's just really interesting finding out what they're trying to tell their human. Yeah, that's amazing. And I know that you um, offer one-to-one uh, -one sessions as well. Um, if people are wanting to get in touch with you and and have you be that that medium between them and their animals to get things started, how do they get a hold of you? The easiest way will be my email address, which is chintuitive at bigpond.com, or they can leave me a message through my website, which is Cosmic Heart Intuitive. Uh, sorry, www.cosmicheartintuitive.com dot au for australia uh, or they can find me on social media as annie burke on facebook and linkedin and send me a message through either of those ways i connect with animals through photographs so i can have a conversation with an animal anywhere in the world or in spirit um, i just need a photograph showing their face with their eyes open and their name uh, their gender and what questions they want me to ask the animal. I get the animal's consent. I don't have the humans there when I have the conversation. I connect in with the animal. I write up the conversation and then email it to the parents. And then I have a Zoom debrief session afterwards just to go through what they've said. And I try and describe what their voice sounds like because I hear their voices in my head and I wish I had a way to record it so yeah. the humans could hear what their animals sound like. Um, but as I said, I'm also now offering my animal community communication mentorship program where I work one-on-one -on -one with animal parents and two of their animals and if they don't have two living animals to work with then my cats have volunteered to help as well which they're doing at the moment um, and I prepare them before each session and then we send and we do a number of exercises in the session and we gradually get up to more complex messages and making sure that you're receiving what the animal's sending you and that your animal is receiving what you're sending them. Um, and then we get into deeper, more philosophical questions about why are they with you? What's their life purpose? Um, and then we progress to talking to your animals in spirit as well. Um, so it's exactly the same process for me, whether they're living or in spirit, you're connecting to the energy of that soul. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, it's mm. something that I, I would love to do. I know that so many people would love to be able to, to talk to their pets and find out what they're thinking and, and you know, if they like that flavour of dog food. Uh, yes. <laughs> <or> cat food. <laughs> So, um, yes, we will be putting all of your links uh, in the description below. So if anyone wants to get a hold of you, um, they can either book a one-to-one -one with you to just have you talk to their pet or join that incredible opportunity to be able to learn how to do it yourself. And yep. like you said, not just with your pets, but with, with other animals. I've, I've had one of my graduates now doing um, sessions with other animals um, so you can start your own animal communication business once you've mm. learned how to do it. So it is really fascinating and it just opens up a whole new world for you and for the animals being able to have that conversation. And that's what I want to move to is more 
helping people to be able to communicate with their own animals rather than me communicating with their animals. I think it's more powerful for the humans and the animals to be able to understand each other. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I did warn everyone this was going to be a really interesting episode. It's definitely that little bit of left field, but I I love all of the spiritual stuff. I love all of, you know, this is kind of, this is my happy place, you know, talking about this stuff. So if anyone else wants more information, please check out the links below. And um, don't forget to uh, have a look at socials and, and websites and get in touch if you'd like to. Uh, otherwise, I will say goodbye and I will talk to you on the next episode where we talk about things from the heart. Please be advised that this podcast may contain triggers. If you find yourself triggered, by any of our topics, please reach out and seek help.